And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 161 today. Uh, Friday night recording. I'm here with Tommy Savaro, league analyst, league expert. Tommy, how you doing? I'm good. You love caught me on a Friday night when I'm not out. I know. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I didn't. I thought I was about to, I thought I was going to come here and sit here by myself and record the podcast I by was myself. A little hungover from LBI on Thursday. Yeah, so I went to the Yankee game yesterday. So uh, we're doing a crazy Friday night here. We're doing a Bear Down podcast. We're going to get a week five recap where we saw. Uh, Week five was interesting. There were a couple teams that uh, made. There was a team that made a quarterback change. Uh, two teams actually made a quarterback change. A third team got a new quarterback. Got the first one of the season. Uh, th- there's we're running out of time for wins. If you need to get wins, you need to find yourself in the playoff picture. Uh, start piling up those wins because we only got three weeks left. Most teams only have four games left or three. So uh, yeah, we're gonna get right into it. Week five recap. Anything you gotta say? Nope. Let's get. Nope. To let's it. get right to it. All right. First game of the day. Very good game. Uh, the Eagles against the Bucks. Um, if you didn't see this game, the Eagles come back from 20 points down at halftime to win 28 to 20. Pitch a second half shutout. Um, this game was a tale of two halves. First half, Mikey's defense. Paul Carter pick six. Paul Carter touchdown. Um, Bucks offense rolling. Uh, Eagles offense absolutely reeling. Defense yeah. reeling. Um, it looked like basically all hope was lost. Eagles were gonna really falter in this game, and then. They make the change. Right. So we've been talking about this change all season that, you know, we like to see it. And obviously, you could say, you know what, Tommy stepping in was the difference. I could say it equally. Pip going back to wide receiver made a hell of a change, a hell of a difference too. Because Tommy's throwing those deep balls to who? Showing a Pip. Yep. Now it's Pip and other guys are going to be able to get open because Pip it's, is now creating so much separation. It's just a better this. dynamic for this team. Yeah, and you saw it immediately. Uh, first play, Galante comes in, hits Pip on like a nice slant, gets like 10 yards. They That's the only drive of the game in which Tommy Galante did not score. They got saved. They, uh, no, they didn't save these days. They got sacked, got punted before the half. But they come out of the second half, go on four touchdown scoring drives. Galante throws three, two to Kokoda, um, and runs one in as well. Um... Pip, two interceptions. The defense of the Eagles really stepped up, made a bunch of big plays in the second half, really uh, made life hard for Mikey in the backfield. Um, It it was really weird to see a Mikey-led team falter and give up 28 second-half points and not put up any points on the board in the second half. Yeah, it was a Um, little weird. Definitely a little weird. Denoya did not have his best showing. Um, he has definitely been getting a lot of uh, definitely been getting a lot of targets his way the last couple of weeks. Made some plays, but overall hasn't been playing up to his standard. I think, and it's hurting their defense. Teams are getting the ball out fast, neutralizing the 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 D line of Chase and uh, and Suroff and Paul. So that those DBs, Cam, Sean, Mikey, TJ Angsett, who was not here for this game, they need to step up and play better because. Uh, Teams are starting to move the ball a little bit on the Bucks. Uh, you heard Mikey after the game yelling at his team, telling them we I can like how do you, we we do not do this we do not blow twenty point leads. No. Um, it was a lot. It was very uh, very animated. We'll talk about their second game in a little bit, but uh, overall just not a good start to the day for the Bucks. And as for the Eagles, the Eagles come out get a big win, improve to two and three at that point on the season, and uh, really starting to build a little momentum. Yeah, I, you know what? Talking to the Eagle players, every all of them, they all stand behind Joe Pip. He's their leader, and, and you know, that's their guy. So there's never a, a slight. But you, 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 you could tell that they know that the dynamic is better with uh, Joe at uh, at receiver and Tommy at quarterback. Plus, I think it takes a little off his mind. Defensively, he's not worrying about coming out, calling plays. How am I going to be the defense? Let me concentrate on this. And look, it showed in his defensive game, too. Yeah, yeah, two interceptions as well. Um, Joey is one of the league's best players, and he showed it in the second half in a big way. I think one of the best things about being a leader is you know when it's time to give it up. Yeah, exactly. And Joey, Joey, we went into the day, basically, we talked, me and Joey drove home from Poconos at 6 a.m., and on that ride before I fell asleep, I said, listen, uh... If you're, if it's not going well, make the change and get it going. And they made the change at a pretty decent time in the game before it got really out of hand, and they were able to mount a crazy comeback and pull out of a big win, which can honestly change their season and catapult them into getting building up some wins before the playoffs and really being a lower seed. That's a tough matchup in the in the first round. Listen, that's a tall order. I know he said make the change at the right time, but down three scores oh. and having to shut them out in the second half. Yes. 
and get your three touchdowns or better. Yeah, no, no, no. And, it, know, it may have been order. it may have been a little late, but it's still it, for them. It was right on time, I guess. Uh, let's do the stats. Eagles win this game, twenty-eight twenty. Tommy comes in and goes twelve of 14, 133 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, runs tw- uh, thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. Hughes had two catches for 14 yards. Kakoda had three catches, 44 yards, two touchdowns. Also had two interceptions and a pass breakup. Giroux had two catches. Dins had a catch and an interception. Pip had four catches for 62 yards. Rob Reddington had two pass breakups. Joe Venti had a catch. And Dennis Sutton had two catches for 10 yards and one touchdown. For the Bucks, Mikey was... Oh, shit, I didn't write it down. 6-10 for... 16 for... Call like a hundred something yards. Chase had six sacks. Suroff had one catch for eleven yards. Paul Carter five catches, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown. Cam two catches for ten yards, and Ty Cameron had two catches for fourteen yards. Paul Carter also had a pick six and a sack um, in this game. He was an absolute menace in the first half. All right, other good nine thirty game. The nine thirty slate was definitely the marquee uh, marquee slate of the game. Uh, Patriots versus Cowboys. Um, Big test for Garland. Big t- first real first real big test for the uh, the Cowboys, who haven't yet seen Raiders, haven't seen Bills, and up until today hadn't seen the Patriots. Right. So this this was definitely their first real test of the season going into this game, and um, I think we saw a team that we've said it before and we'll say it again. They have a lot of guys who know how to win win games in this league, and they were able to. They didn't play their best offensive game, but they were able to score 19 points and hold Trevor's team, who was averaging 29 points a game, held them to 13. Um, to be noted, this was the first game for Patriots without Jack Starner. First game for them with Alex Kalka. Um, I was a little, I'm not going to say I'm confused. Alex Kalka's a great player, but I would have replaced Jack with someone like Jack. I was talking to uh, to Trevor. Their line was the game. good. I'm going, I know you had a shot of picking up uh, Dylan Charest. Or just anyone that's an athlete. I, and I said, you know what? The kind of player that Jack was, if I'm going to compare him to somebody, I'm comparing him to a Dylan Charest. A guy who's an outstanding receiver and plays good DB. Uh, yeah. Never taking anything away from Alex. Alex is the yeah. number one pick in this league, and I'll tell him every time I he didn't play this year, and I was upset that he didn't because he's you know, uh, Yeah, you, you're a great player. I just didn't league. think it made sense to what they needed because they had a good line with K, uh, KT, Kalka, and Hardigan. Now this makes this line amazing now, but but talking to Trevor, he was telling me it's about chemistry. Okay, and he's got chemistry I with like Alex. Him. Listen, I, I'm a, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm never gonna argue that. I would I, listen. I'm not arguing the pick. I was just I was asking him when you want to replace a guy with a guy that's similar. But you know, it's he, also easy to talk about that after they score 13 points. And, and no doubt in my mind, if he was there from the originally in the draft, they would have drafted him. Yeah, for a probably. Round, yeah, 100. percent So it, you know, it works out for them. You know, they get their first round pick. Yeah, listen, I think that their team obviously is still gonna be fine. They makes their offensive line amazing. It just it makes them maybe a little bit weaker at receiver. Um, it probably showed a little bit in this game. Drops were the were the key story for the Patriots. Had a bunch, couple bunch of drops, like three or four. That uh, some some. Um, Cowboys DBs made a bunch of good plays. Sobes, Justin, uh, Augie all had pass breakups in this game. So it wasn't just dropping the ball on the Patriots side, but Garland throws balls into tight windows from time to time, and guys got to be able to go make good catches. And I will say that they got to stop yelling at him. That bothers me to no end. Bro, he hit a receiver wide open. Wide open. This this is no (laughs) slight to Billy Waters. It hit Billy Waters in the hands, and Sobes came over the top and made a great play. It was on fourth down and like maybe like six, seven, eight yards, and like Mark De Palma. I'm gonna call you out. You literally just started yelling at Trevor for not hitting you. I'm gonna watch the film. I the watched open, it. Hit the open I, man. No, he said hit the open man. I watched the film back. You were not the open man. Billy Waters was open, and Sobes just happened to make a very good play. Those and are plays that good teams are the, going to make. Yes, early. Yes, so. Shit happens. I, I don't I, like not that. Not to get you in the palm. I, I think it. you're a great player. You're a great target for I you. Hate it. You're a big part of that team. Uh, support your quarterback. Support don't don't yell at him on the field. He's just, making the right decisions. He's got your team going in the right direction. Now that we've talked enough about how much we hate that about the Patriots, talk about the team that won the game. The Cowboys played outstanding defense in this game. The Cowboys did not um, did not panic offensively. Although the ball the ball um, they've scored 19 points the last two games. So. Uh, offense definitely got a little bit slower. They haven't scored in the red zone as often, but they were able to just stay with it, continue on, and they moved the ball. Most of the drives weren't able to get into the end zone, but um, 19-13, Driver gets the ball back, and you get a stop to win the game. Pick six to end the game. Final score was actually 25-13, to um, but it was a one-score game throughout. 
the Cowboys had a chance to to, to I don't know if they blow it, blow it open, but no, say, make it make it make three, a lead and they thirteen nothing. Yes, right? thirteen nothing, and just got to stop. Billy Waters interception off a tip pass by Alex Cocker, who of course makes a play right after there we talk go. about him. Um, and then they scored right off that, and then they got the ball back and scored again. So it was like you really had a chance there to put them down 19-0 before the half, but instead you let them back in the game. By the time there's by the time you touch the ball in the second half with like 15 minutes to go, to 14 or 13-13 game. So uh, or 14-13 game. So uh, I guess I have to nitpick about it about an elite team. I guess right now the things I'm gonna nitpick about about the Cowboys um, is. They've scored 19 points each of the last, or 19 and 20 each of the last two games. That's much lower than they had done in the first four. So maybe are they not? Um, are teams figuring them out? Are they doing the same things over and over again? I'm just nitpicking. There are highs and lows. Um, you know, sometimes you play to your competition. 100. Uh, hey, the first couple team. of games seemed like they scored almost every possession they had. Yes. So I obviously, so I guess you, it, was, yeah. it was going to slow. They down. set the ball, the ball high and they figured, all right, let's. You know, keep this train rolling, but it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, Augie's you been, play quarterback. Yeah, you know no, what it's like. I know. Listen, we—it's not like we've been an offensive juggernaut this year either. We're we're scoring in the mid twenties, which isn't great for us, but we'll live. Uh, last year with the Louisville team, you you came we out, did. you were smoking teams, smoking teams, and yeah. then you hit a game where you you know did not smoke teams. You, you played against Collis's team, didn't you? And you didn't score like fourteen points. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit happens. No, shit definitely happens. Uh, I would like to see them get back on track this week. We'll talk about that uh, in the preview in the re- in the preview for next week. But overall, the Cowboys are one of the two elite elite teams in the league, in my opinion. They are playing at a very high level, especially on the defense side of the ball. Sobes, Spo, Piscopo, another couple Piscopo sacks. Piscopo with sacks. I mean, when Pressures, you need it in a big energy. time, he's there. These players are there. They big players play big and big games, and they have plenty of them. Piscopo literally is the only person on the team that gets hyped up when they score. They score a touchdown. Spo scored the go ahead touchdown. Piscopo is the only voice you hear on the entire uh, the entire film. Um, they're very good. Justin is just amazing every week. A quarterback continues to just get better every week. Um, ran the ball a lot, very effective this week, I thought, as well. Um, and then just his normal defensive self, just being everywhere, playing both positions at a very high level right now. Love the way the Cowboys look. They are going to continue probably rolling in this league for the rest of the season. Stats, Justin, 15 of 17, 146 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, seven carries, 54 yards, also had five tackles, two pass breakups, and an interception. Spo, two catches, 14 yards, and a touchdown, also had the touchdown on the pick six. Pisswell, one catch, 18 yards, two sacks. Augie, 10 catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Sobes, one catch, eight yards, five tackles, two pass breakups. And Brendan Frombach had one catch for four yards and a tackle. As for the Patriots, Garland, probably Garland's worst game in a very long time. 11 of 23, 80 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Four catch. Yeah, some drops. Some, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, his stats-wise, got to be his worst game in two seasons at least. I'm not putting all on him. No, I will not either. Four carries, 31 yards, one touchdown. Hardigan had three car- uh, three catches, 16 yards. Mike Calka had two sacks. Beast. Um, JT had two catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown. Mark Jamal had three catches, 24 yards, also had three rushes, 33 yards, and four tackles defensively. Kenny had two catches, 13 yards, a sack, and the pass breaker that led the interception, and Billy Waters had that interception. Also had a catch for eight yards and four tackles. One more side note. Side uh, note. CJ didn't play this game. Yeah, CJ was out. And, and Trevor's, was. Trevor was pissed uh, to the point where he you know, was talking about maybe possibly benching him for half next time he played. Jeez. Uh, I, yeah, like the, I like the team discipline. Uh, you, listen. You're one of the better players. If you're not going to make a game, you got to get in touch with your captain and let them know you're not going to play. Uh, especially when you're that big part of a team. Worst part about anyone is no and, call, no show. Yeah, and you know what? That's a that's a big game you're playing against a, an elite team. You, you can't be a no show. If you're a no show, you got to have a good reason to be a no show. Yeah, I just yeah, no. just let you let your yeah, guy I hate, know. I hate no call, no show. It's probably and, one of my least favorite I'm a big fan of things. CJ. Yeah, no, CJ's a great player. Uh, could have made a difference in this game for sure. He's an elite, he gets the ball. He's very involved. Yeah, yeah. So. On both sides of the ball, he's an elite player. 100%. All right, let's continue on here. Uh, 10-30 game was the Saints finally having their full team back. Or uh, full, full team. Uh, their main players back, I should say. Against the Eagles, who were rolling high off that big win against the Bucks in the earlier slate. Um, couple notes about this game. I think Eagles were up... Uh, 12 or 13 nothing right before the half I don't know what happened Eagles call timeout with 3 seconds left Saints score right before the half last play killer 
Saints end up coming back, winning this game 28-20. So you get a comeback in the first game, then you give up a comeback in the second game. Now listen, what I'll say is this. The Saints are a super athletic team, so playing against them in the second game of your back-to-back, second half of a second game of back-to-back, it's not going to be easy. Um, what I will say is that the Eagles showed a lot of fight and a lot of heart, and they are going to be a team that they're going to start racking up some wins towards the end of the season. They, they played against all the upper echelon teams in the league in the first half of the year. Now they're going to get some of the teams that are near them in the standings or below. I'm expecting to see, especially with the Tommy Galante, especially with Tommy Galante being the full-time quarterback now and Pitt being an absolute god at receiver, I expect uh, the Eagles to be moving forward in the right direction. But in this game, they do falter, uh, fall 28-20 to to the Saints. Sterry looked good in this game, got the ball out uh, fast at times, other times making a lot of guys miss. does take a lot of sacks. I think. I think he took a lot of sacks in the second game. This game he only took three. Thought he took a couple other ones, bad ones in the first, in the second game as well. Um, he's just getting used to the league still. Only his second start, second and second and third starts um, of the season this past week. Um, I'm just surprised that we don't see more targets for Ashante. Uh, only three targets in this game, five in the next one. So it's just a little weird because I know Ashante is a dominant athlete, dominant receiver, um, and he showed it at points in the day. So uh, maybe. You don't need to throw to him as much, but I just feel like we should see seven, no, eight, nine, ten targets. I agree for him. Um, as far as taking those sacks, I think that's a product of him looking downfield, holding on to the ball a little mm-hmm. longer. You know, he's that type. He shows of in the pocket. Yeah, I, you know what? He's got the skill. Just take off. You know what? Yeah. Have, have an internal clock. I mean, you have it. <laughs> You're very good at it. Knowing when the pocket collapses, knowing when to get out of the pressure. And like I said, he could run. He could run for days. Yeah, no, he makes a lot of guys miss in the open field. He's very quick, elusive you, you, you athlete. You don't see a primary, maybe secondary. I wouldn't even go for my third read. I'm out. Yeah, um, especially because they're playing with a lot of two lineman sets, letting having guys release and whatnot. So they get the ball pretty fast. I think they do a pretty good job of that. Um, they run some unconventional style offenses. Two linemen or one yeah. lineman wide, lined up by the by the sideline. Uh they run, they spread you out. They go two linemen, one lineman. Uh, they do a bunch of stuff. Defensively, they kind of play their game. They use their athleticism to their advantage. They pull flags pretty well. Um, I like to see their whole team show up. They're playing with six on a hot, a very hot day. They play, They got one sub in each game because no one really wanted to play two games in a day. Cause it's, not that no, if you weren't scheduled to play two games on Sunday and you played two or more games, like Drew, Lebo, maybe, uh, God bless yeah, you. God bless. God bless. I, you know what? If I'm not mistaken, Sobes. I believe I picked the Saints in a sweep. You did. You did. I picked them. So I, I picked the Eagles in the wrong game. I think I think this could be a very dangerous team. They show up with a full team. They're very athletic. You'll be excited who they're playing next week. We'll talk about it in, All the, right. in the preview. A skilled team. I, I, I love the quarterback. I like the quarterback play. Yep. So, you know, it's a team to watch moving forward. Yeah, I think the one thing I'll have to say about them is there were a couple of drops in this, like easy drops for them. Then I'm like, yeah, should I catch the ball? So, if you're the Saints, Starry, just keep trusting your receivers. you got a lot of really good athletes. Hopefully Chris Hunter um, and the rest of your guys are able to continue to show up uh, more consistently. Sterry also had a pick six in this game to end. Uh, in this game to end it, um, he is or no, that's not in this game. That was in the other game actually. I'm sorry, um, but Sterry is a defensive monster. The Saints are very good, so I yeah, am looking forward. What? That's yeah, so well, Mookie. Yeah, no, I mean, I talked about him. He needs to touch the ball more. I seen him go up between three defenders. Yeah, I mean, and a guy I, his size to come down with the ball. Oh, like he's he got, every time. Yeah, oh, no, no, that's a, that's a. Listen, like it was funny. I think was I don't know if I was sitting next to you or not. I was sitting in the shade, and everyone else was like shocked, and I'm just like, ah, I've been yeah, watching him do this me. for a yeah. while. No, it's just it's what he does. He goes up. He's like he's like Justin. Goes up over you. He makes plays. Unbelievable. Um, he's a he's a big time athlete. He you saw him on the A7 winning championship there. So. Um, I'm not surprised that he's doing what he's doing there. He is a prime time performer. Um, all right, let's do the stats on this one as I'm trying to figure out which one is. Okay, it's this one. Um, Sterry, 13 and 18, 155, two touchdowns, uh, no picks, five carries, 46 yards, and an interception. Mook had two catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown, the one we just talked about. Uh, Mook also threw a touchdown pass to Dev in this game, who had three catches for 33 yards. Um, Steve Saletto, four sacks in this game and three catches for 15 yards. I, uh, he, he was a dog. He's a dog. Uh, really good player. Every, he's on every play. Yeah, I'll give you 100%. I, I love players like that. You know, I'll be talking about him more. 
Uh, don't think I didn't notice you. I noticed you. Yep. Uh, he is definitely he's definitely a very good five player once he gets close enough to the quarterback. Lou, three catches, 19 yards, four tackles. Uh, Jordan Jackson had two catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Sobes in relief had one catch for 10 yards. Tommy was 12 at 18, 146, three touchdowns and a pick, 55 rushing yards and three tackles. Pip had four catches, 57 yards, two touchdowns, Jeez. sack and a pass breakup. Hughes, three catches, 30 yards. Mark Kokoda, three catches, 38 yards and a touchdown. Dins had a catch. Joey Venti had two sacks. And Dennis had a catch for 12 yards and three tackles. Um, all right, next game of the day was Mikey playing in his second game of back-to-back against the Dolphins. We talked about this earlier. Bucks coming off of a shitty loss. Mikey yelled at them for about five straight minutes before saying, all right, now let's Bucks on me, Bucks on three, one, two, three, Bucks, and got it going, got their second game underway. Um, they got underway, and they got off quick, got, got off to a quick start. Um, they scored touchdowns. They got stops. They got interceptions. Mikey had an interception early in this game. Bucks go up early. They cruise to victory. They really never had. There were really no doubts in this game. Story of the day was Cam Crooms. Uh, three touchdowns in this game. Mikey was throwing him a bunch of dots all over the field. Hit him on two long posts down the uh, down the down the middle of the, the that, blah, blah, down the middle of the field. Um, Cam is a young kid. He's 17 years old and he's making plays. Wow. Yeah. Not. I bet you no one by three percent of the league knew that. But yeah, he's a he 17, 18 year old kid that is just out here making plays in this league. Um. I knew I knew he'd be a beast in this league. I'm happy that he's with Mikey. Mikey uses him as like a number one, number two type receiver behind Paul Carter with Paul Carter. So um, yeah, with TJ Angstead out and in the second game, some dead legs maybe on the Bucks. Uh, Cam Kroom steps up in a big way. Uh, three touchdown. I, I, I think he's so electric in the open field when he yep. has the ball. Uh, I I think Mike's doing the right thing. Try to get him the ball as, as much as possible. Yep, they use him in the screen game as well. So um, a lot of opportunities for Cam for sure. Yeah. Uh, as for the Dolphins in this game, um, too little, too late offensively. Had some good, had some well designed plays. Griffin scored on a nice long touchdown on a pump and go, um, a fake screen and go down the sideline was wide open. Um, they hit Jarwar in a couple touchdowns. Jarwar made a crazy catch at the end of the game. Mikey makes some pass break up, and Jarwar makes one-handed catch. Um, but just literally just couldn't score when they got inside the 20. couple of uh, fourth-down stops by the Bucks. Bucks are still a good defense. I know they gave 28 points in the second half to the, to the Eagles, but they hankered down in the second game. They give up two touchdowns, really. The third one was kind of, I think, as the time expired. Um... Much better showing for the Bucks. Tough to come back from a, a game one loss. Well, game, I'll call it a game one meltdown, and win against a team that is right next to you in the standings. If I'm mistaken, I think they've lost two games without TJ this year, right? When TJ Angst has not there, they lose not, games. Yeah, he's a big part of that team. He is, especially on defense. Yeah, TJ Angst had in nine thirty games usually don't mesh well, wow. but uh, would like would have liked him to be there. Definitely, potentially could have made a difference in either of these games. This game, it didn't matter as much. Uh, the Bucks went 32-20. to 20. I wrote on the Instagram, said 30-20. to 20. That is a correction. I did the stats. It was 32-20. to 20. Um, Mikey, they got a good line. Chase, Suroff, Paul Carter, Stevie Holcomb. Got a lot of guys. They got guys that can play a bunch of different positions. I still like them, but that loss to the Eagles, that 20-point meltdown to the loss to the Eagles kind of still uh, makes me feel a little weary about them going forward. Um, I, listen, I'll say this about the Dolphins. You know, offensively, they're getting their act together. For sure. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. Uh, you know, the, the skepticism. No ace in this game defensively. So could definitely, ace, definitely, ace definitely made a team. difference. Definitely made a difference. Um, a lot of teams are skeptical that they've taken out a couple of uh, undermanned teams, a couple of, uh, you know, the lower portion tier, of the, yeah, yeah, the lower yeah, tier lower players tier, yeah. in the league. And, you know, you, you got to step up in games like this. Uh, being competitive is good. But winning is better. Yeah, winning is much better. It just it, it, it helps your team immensely, confidence wise, knowing they can go into a game against one of the elite teams, you know, and hang with them. Yeah. Um and I think we saw that at the end of last season with uh Yeah, LeBron. we saw you know, when we're saying we're waiting for it to happen again, like we see I see the steps going forward. It's gotten better. Every week's gotten better, yeah. so I'm not worried about it. He just gets I guess it just takes time to get him going. Um in the season, each season. Dexter also played very well in this game, just wanted to shout him out, thought he had a really good defensive game. Overall, though, the Bucks uh, get their win on the day. Go one and one. Not their bet. Not what they were looking for. I think Mikey thought he was getting two and zero on this day, but that's the best thing about the league. Anyone can go out there and get a W. Um, 
Dolphins fall to three and three. Mikey and Bucks go to rise to three and three. Uh, now hold the tiebreaker over the Dolphins, which a lot of these tiebreakers are going to matter because um, everyone plays everyone except for you. You only don't see one team, so most teams are going to play the team that you're trying to get for tiebreaker. So right. um, should be an interesting last couple weeks. Stats: Mikey eleven to twenty-one, one hundred eighty-three yards, four touchdowns and a pick, four rushes, uh, thirty-three yards and a touchdown. Also had interception defensively. Suroff had two catches, 18 yards. Chase had two sacks. Paul Carter had three catches for 35 yards and a pass breakup. Denoya, one catch, 33 yards, two pass breakups, seven tackles. Cam, four catches, 85 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, one pass breakup. Beast. Steve Holcomb, one catch, 12 yards, touchdown. Sean O'Donnell, four tackles. Mike Negron, 17 of 28, 172, three touchdowns, three picks. Uh, two carries, 14 yards. Jarwar, seven catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. All-time Tommy. Too. Yeah. And a sack. Uh, Dexter, four catches, 37 yards. Also a pass breakup, interception, seven tackles. Um, Ryan Barlow had two pass breakups and a catch. Battle had a catch. Griffin Lutz, three catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown and a sack. Uh, Jordan Bowman, one catch for six yards. Also had three tackles and one for a safety. All right, next game we talk about will be the Saints playing their second game of back-to-back against the Collis-led Rams, or the Rams led by Collis. Um, I thought this was Collis' best game other than the game against the Cowboys the week prior, so there is uh, some consistency building with him. They score, um, they lose this game 26-22. Uh, to 22. Um... In this game, I thought the Rams were kind of controlling the pace of the game. They were they were leading for a lot of it, but then when the game got going and the and the time started with dwindling down, the Saints started moving the football. Mook started getting really involved. Sterry found a rhythm throwing the football, and they scored two two touchdowns in the last two and a half minutes of the game, and then get a final stop in the last minute and pull out a victory. Um, it's been a hard season for the Rams and for Collis. A lot of close losses at the end of games. A couple games they've been blown out. Um, fall to 1-5 and five on the season. Collis, he played better throwing the ball in this game outside of the one really weird interception that he threw. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's it's the, the, the personnel maybe just doesn't fit his style or he maybe isn't having his best year, but they just can't figure out a way to close out these games. Um, they have a lot of good athletes and a lot of good players. They just haven't been able to get it done. They have a lead at halftime? I think so. Yeah. Sure. I, from what I remember. I'm pretty sure they led for a, a somewhat majority of this game. I could be wrong. But. I had to leave early and uh, oh, okay. left that half on that game. But I did. I, I saw them with the lead. I figured they were going to cruise. Yeah, I thought I thought with the Saints playing the second game back-to-back in 100-degree weather, yeah. I thought I thought the Rams would be able to pull it out. Um, it just It's tough because Collis, even after the Saints take the lead late in the game with under two minutes to play, Collis hits Timmy for a, t- a 45-yard touchdown or a 40-yard touchdown. So it's like they got their score. They just couldn't get the stop. Um, and that goes down to the defense. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling out names. I'm, I, I watched the film, but I couldn't tell you who made what plays at the end of the game. But it's got to be a collective group effort. Jordan Cameron missed his second straight week. Um, hurts their offense and their defensive line. Um, it's just it's a low volume offense for the Rams that uh, for the most part hasn't really gotten it going outside of the last, the last two weeks have been better, but it's been very inconsistent. But what I will say is that their season isn't a dead because they're one in five. They play three teams that are under them or tied with them or right next to them in the standings. So their season's still right out in front of them to go take and make the playoffs and make a run. Um, as for the Saints, they're the winners of this game. Sterry and Mook um, really showed out in the last two and a half minutes of this game, cracked on two touchdowns. Um, just show why they're both two dominant athletes and why they're able to kind of grind out wins when maybe they're not playing their best or they're really tired or they're not getting great defensive effort at times from everyone on the team because just because you're tired it's 100 degree weather um the saints are a good team if their players show up and they have eight their eight or nine best best guys showing up they're a team that you're going to be looking at and you're um as a team that's a tough out every week yeah i want to see them in the first round if they have all their players and yeah, if they're healthy and they have all their players there. Yeah, that's they, gonna be tough. I agree. They're a team that they run an unconventional style offense. It's different than what everyone else in the league runs, and you have to be prepared to play them. Because if you're not prepared to play them and you're not awake when you play them, they'll run right by you. They come out with a lot of RPOs. Or, yeah, just yeah. They, they're faking some handoffs, faking some screens. They were they were doing a lot, a lot of one lineman, two lineman, three lineman. They mixed it up. They had Jerusalem for them in this game instead of Soaps because Soaps couldn't play a third game, but. Uh, 
yeah, overall, rough season for the Rams, but they still have time to make up for it. Tommy Pierce, want to shout him out, had a really good game, had a pick six, and also caught a touchdown in this game. Um, he's been good. I, I mean, like it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to blame anyone on the team. It's just been, it's been a tough finishing out games, and they really just got to do a better job in the second half of the year and finishing out games and putting some wins on the board. The playoffs is not unattainable, but they got to start getting wins now. They got four games left, so win at least three. Make your move. All right, Collis, thirteen of seventeen, one fifty, two touchdowns, one pick, forty-two rushing yards, three tackles. Ty Pierce, uh, two catches, twenty-four yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pick six. Rags had a sack. Fumundo, Fumondo had a sack uh, and two catches for 10 yards. Q had four catches, 42 yards, and a safety. Timmy Frost, two catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Don Palumbo had a pass breakup and two catches for 10 yards. And Dan had a, a conversion caught as well. Um, as for where I put their stats, oh, Starry was 15 of 29, 137 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Also ran 55 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception on defense. Uh, Mook had four catches for 52 yards and two touchdowns and a pass breakup. Dev had five catches for 43 yards and a pass breakup. Steve Saletto had another two sacks and a safety. Also caught a touchdown pass in this game. Lou had a catch. Jordan uh, Jordan Jackson had two catches for 32 yards. And Drew had a catch for six yards. All right, last slate of the day. The tw- oh, no, I'm sorry. We're still in the 1130 slate. Um, Bills versus Chargers. Bills flexed their muscles, went 45-6. to six. IB and the Bills look absolutely dominant. Um, they've had they've played a couple of the lower level teams the last couple of weeks, but they've flexed their muscles since since their two losses. They've gotten right back on track. They haven't even played with their food. They just get in and they get out. Um, they beat the Chargers forty five six. They beat the Ravens forty two to six. They're they're beating teams eighty seven to twelve the last two weeks. Um, obviously, it's the opponents for some for sure, but. When you're rolling at that level, it's you gotta you can't yeah. just you can't just say it's nothing. I said after that doubleheader that you know uh, IB's gonna come out and prove you know to the rest of the league. We also beat the Falcons. Yeah, they also beat the Falcons. Thirty-one thirteen. Yeah. Um, they're 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 a machine. I can't wait to see them versus uh, the Cowboys in a few couple weeks. I can't wait to see uh, they played everyone else actually. So that's just the only matchup I'm looking for for them. But they should roll outside of that game. They should be good to win the rest of their games on the season. Finish either seven and three or eight and two. Um, primed for another playoff run. Liam being an absolute monster at it. Uh, three touchdowns total in this game. Two offensive, one defensive. Another great day for your uh, preseason MVP pick. Not sure if he'll win it, but he'll be in the running for sure. Um, I can't say nothing about the about the uh, the Bills. They just absolutely dominated this game, and they look very good right now. They have a lot of energy coming from the defensive line. J.K. Will, Matt Marola, who's leading the league in sacks after being drafted in the seventh round. Seventh round. Um, Rajo catches another touchdown in this game. Uh, they were just all over them from the start. Wickhop had an early touchdown run, maybe second, maybe down 14-7, but they really never had any sustained offense of any kind. Rough um, year for the Chargers. Very rough year for the Chargers. Um no, if, I I feel bad because there's just there's just better quarterbacks. Yeah, in there are the a lot league. of good players yeah. on that team. There are good players on this team. They just don't have the right. I just want to say they don't have the right quarterback. They don't have the right quarterback for their team. Um, no, nothing against Wickhop. It just it's not his year, not his season. Um, he's a great athlete, very good competitor. Just doesn't have what it takes at this point. I think to throw the ball and really scare defenses. Throwing the football. Um, Bryce really hasn't been able to get it going like he did the last time they played together last summer. Um, and last summer, their defense was really good. This summer, their defense is not very good. So when your offense is little and consistent, it can be masked if your defense is playing at a high level, turning teams over, and you're getting shorter drives and shorter fields. Um, but, yeah, so it's just been a rough for the Chargers. I hope they show up their last three games and play hard. There's still three games left in the season. A lot of heart on that team. A lot of heart. I, I think they'll show up. I have no problem with that. Jameer played some quarterback in this game and also played quarterback in the next game. I, I, I don't think he's bad. I think if he was, like, got a chance to really, like, I don't know, maybe, enough reps under him. Yeah, yeah, maybe be all right. He's a good athlete. So, um, we'll close the book on him, but uh, maybe close the book on Wickcop at quarterback because it hasn't worked through six weeks or six games, seven yeah, games. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That, that experience should be. IB right. and the Bills improved to 4 and 2. Chargers at this point in the day fell to 0 oh and 6. Um, Chargers also didn't have the liberty of having a doubleheader 11 12 uh, on the highest day of the year. So, right. shout out to Kurtzman for giving you a terrible schedule, but someone had to do it. Uh, stats Wickoff 5 of 12, 59 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, had 32 rushing yards and a touchdown. Bryce had a catch for five yards. Surge had one catch for 17 yards and a pick. 
Uh, Matt DePhillips had three catches, 33 yards. Randy had a catch. Jameer had one catch for 27 yards. Also had three for four, throwing for 30 yards, uh, four tackles. And Wilson had a catch for the, uh, ooh, where did I put IB? Um, IB, Bills, 9-13, 144 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. 69 rushing yards, two touchdowns, interception on defense. Uh, Liam Knowles, three catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, six, three tackles. DeLon, uh, sack, pass, breakup, and threw a conversion. Dean, uh, Wietrowski had a catch. Copes had one catch. J.K. had a catch and a fumble return, uh, fumble recovered for touchdown. Rougeau had three catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. And Marola had two sacks. Justin Suarez, four tackles. All right. Uh, now we're in the last side of the day. Chargers versus Ravens. Um, where are these stats? Chargers versus Ravens. Um, shorter game. I don't know why it was so short. But um, the Chargers coming in the second game of doubleheader just really had no energy left. Paul Coco, very energized playing in his first bear down game. The, the Ravens guys felt like they had a true quarterback behind the center, really able to move them up and down the field. And they took advantage. Uh, they had Mikey subbing for them for a little bit. Because uh, they only had six. He only played line, though, really. Um, Chargers had no fight in them. I mean, I won't say they didn't have a fight. They tried. They, they were out there, but they just couldn't move the ball exhausted. offensively. They Yeah, they were exhausted. They couldn't move the ball offensively. They actually got some defensive stops early in the game. Kind of kept the game competitive. But the Ravens with Paul Coco really being able to throw the football. Paul Coco is a former college quarterback. Former high school, good, very good high school quarterback as well. So I knew he'd be able to come in and at least move the ball and throw the ball accurately to the receivers. It would come down to if the receivers could catch. Um, blocking was better. They moved the ball. Made guys miss. I'm happy they were able to get their first win. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> didn't get a chance to talk to him. I, I, actually, I didn't see this game. I watched you it watched on film. It, yeah, we were just watching it before. And uh, I like what I saw. First thing, comes to the field. Paul comes to the field. He's there. Puts like, up a tent. Ten, he was there like 10, too. He was there very Excited early. to be there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I said everything right. So, all right. I, I, I got to see this. Kurtzman shirt, yeah, too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see guys enthusiastic about being in this league. Yes, especially guys that I want to be quarterbacks and captains exactly. in this league. So watching the film, I like what I saw. It looks like a pure pocket passer to me. Uh, didn't see a lot of mobility. Maybe that wasn't just part of the game, but he stood back there and he was throwing darts. I think it's going to be one of those. You remember how Tommy Galante used to take a lot of sacks early right, in his career because right. he would just stand in the pocket because he was playing like real football. I think Paul right now is just going to use his athletic ability and not athletic ability. Well, yes, athletic ability, but like his football ability, technique in the pocket, just making throws, quick, quick hitches, slants. Uh, that's just what I was going to say. It's okay, it's okay. Don't worry. You're good, you're good, you're good. Continue, continue. We're good, we're good. Uh, yeah, make good decisions with the ball. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, he didn't, didn't force anything. No, no, no. He, it, they ran some handoffs as well. The Q got... Sorry about that, folks. We had to uh, pause. Charlie was being a little bit of a menace. People are coming in the house. But anyway, we're back to talk about Paul Coco. Um... He played, He like we said, he did not turn the ball over. He didn't force things. He got the ball off fast. And, like, he's going to realize very quickly in the league that guys play very off coverage. So he's going to, once he's facing, I think this week they're playing against a team that's going to be ready to go, have a quarterback that's going to be able to move the football. So should be interesting. I'm hoping that Malozzi and A-Rod are back this week and guys are Santiago playing line for them. If he has his full line there, Malozzi, Austin, Santiago, he could have some time to throw and be a pocket passer. The Ravens, let's show up, you know, you have the quarterback now. Yeah, let, let's give it a shot. You might make a run here. Uh, get their first win. They improved to one in five on the season. Still got four games to go. Four games to go. Run the table. Yeah, run the table. Be five and five. Maybe lose one. Be four and six. You're in the playoffs at four and six. I would love to see a Paul Coco uh, bringing the Ravens to the playoffs. It would be a great story for the league. Um, would be a great, exciting entrance for him into the league. Uh, with that all being said, the Ravens did pull out the win 26 nothing in this game. Uh, Paul was very good. The Chargers were not. Paul, 8 of 14, 116, one touchdown. Austin had a touchdown catch. Um, A-Rod had two catches for 28 yards. Q threw a touchdown, also had two catches for 38 yards. 19 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, SPH had four catches for 44 yards and a pick six. Mark Cal had one catch for eight yards, two pass breakups and an interception. And Mikey had one catch for 12 yards and a touchdown. Jameer. Uh, 7 for 17, 40 yards, 16 rushing yards. Bryce had three catches for 17 yards. DePhillips had a catch. Lebo had a catch. Randy had two catches for 14 yards. Whitcop, three sacks, five tackles. Uh, Serge had a pass breakup. Wilson and Seabass also had tackles in this game. All right, last game of the day that we will talk about before we head into the preview is my game. You didn't see any of it. 
I didn't see any of it. It's all you. It's okay. It's all me. Um, Raiders versus Falcons. Raiders win 19-18. I'm going to keep it kind of short because I kind of just want to get into the... No, very tough game. I said this very early in the season. If we beat you bad, you stink. If we play you well, you're good. Well, if you play us well, you're good. Because I don't blow out teams that are good. I blow out teams that stink. So the Falcons, they knew they were not getting blown out in this game. They came in very, very... um, and a lot of energy. Um, they were ready to go for a while. This game took a little bit to start because the game before it took a little bit to finish. Um, very antsy to get going. Um, we come out, score. They come right back out, score on us. They had a 12-6 lead entering the half. And it could have been 18-6. They throw an interception in the end zone on the last play of the half. They take it out, start doing a bunch of laterals. They get it probably to the 40 and Leota throws the ball to one of the guys, I think Henry, and he just drops it. It would have been a touchdown. We did not have any guys where he was standing. It would have been 18 or 19-6 to six going into halftime. Instead, it's 12-6. We get the ball to start the second half, score, go up 13 or tie it 12-12. Um, they come right back down, score. We come back down with... Uh, we had maybe like three, four minutes left. We come back down, score with under two. Um... And then they just got stopped on four down within with like under like under a minute left to go. It was a great game, very back and forth, uh, some shit talking for sure, a lot of clowning, but it was all in good. It was all in like it was all in good, uh, good faith and good love right there. It was good. It was a very good high competitive game. Um, thought Hogreave played really well. Didn't force anything. Threw the ball down the field a couple times. He was very good at um. Extending, I will say that we're very bad at defense when the quarterback is really able to extend the play, like really able to extend it. We do a very good job defensively of suffocating quarterbacks in the pocket, but Chris Ho was Chris was able to um, get in the backfield a little bit and kind of make Swags miss, make Micah miss a couple times, and some big plays happen because of that. Um, and that's what you need to be able to do. The quick hitting shit works and it's good, but you need to be able to open it up. Chris definitely did that in this game. Um, 19-18 final, man. We just kind of keep on grinding out these wins. I feel like a loss is coming soon because we just keep kind of... What is you it? You're, yeah, you're yeah. playing with... Uh, house money? We're playing... Yeah, I wouldn't say house money, but like, we're playing with fire. Okay. Like, we're playing with fire right now. Every game we're put, I'm putting us, I'm putting us in a position where we have to score with under three minutes to play to win the game. You, you got to stop throwing key interceptions. I, I, I threw I threw one early and the one before half. But I was good yeah, in the second I, half. Listen, when, when you do your previews at a game, I don't want to hear you ever say... I got an interception coming. You know, I'm usually good for one game. No, no, I don't. I don't think. Said, I think you said that last in the last podcast. Man, well, I'm you know me, I'm, I'm good, good for one. one. No, you shouldn't be I good am, for one. I am good for one though. It's just what happens. My my stats show I'm good for one interception. Usually, it's just not. Hopefully, it's not in a bad spot. Regardless, Falcons played very well. I'm very excited about their team when they have their full guys at full strength. They're going to have their team at full strength probably the rest. Hopefully, the rest of the season. Um, as for the Raiders, we sweep out another win, but. Attendance has been lacking the last few weeks, so I'm hoping that as the season winds down, we're able to get guys back every get guys back at the field together, get our cohesiveness defensively as one. I know we only allowed 18 points, so I'm probably nitpicking a little bit, but I just want my team to be. I, I gotta make us as good as we can be because the playoffs are it's a different animal in the league, and you gotta really be prepared to go. And you gotta tr- really trust the guys around you. I'm not saying I don't. I do trust all my guys, but um, just it's a different animal. I don't want my guys to be ready. Uh, Raiders win 19-18. I was 14 of 20 for 136, two tutties, two interceptions, had 50 rushing yards and a touchdown. Douglas had three catches for 37 yards. Vin had six catches, 58 yards and a touchdown. Been having a great year. Another great year for him. Swags had a catch and a pass breakup. Mike had a pass breakup. Will Meany, two catches for 10 yards and a touchdown. Lamar, two catches for 30 yards. Hogreave, 14 of 22, 126, two touchdowns. Still has not thrown an interception this season. Uh, he had a rushing a touchdown as well. Five tackles and a pass breakup. Leota had three catches for 17 yards and a pass breakup. Dwan had four catches, 21 yards and a touchdown. Also had two picks and a pass breakup. Tuna had a sack. Q had a great game. Six catches, 75 yards and a touchdown. And Chapa had one catch for 13 yards. Aaron Ford, two tackles, played a great DB. Um, and yeah, that was it. We moved the ball pretty well, but we can't execute in the red zone every time. I was happy that they played you tough. Uh, they played we me very tough. about them trying to... You know, you got to get over the top on games like this, and they nearly did it. They're, they have a lot of guys that have been playing against me for a very long time. They know a lot. They know Leota was calling out what I was doing a lot of time before it was happening. Um, I'm not going to give out what he was saying, but he was definitely calling out some stuff that uh, is things I like to do a lot. So, good game. Very good game to end the week. It was the last game of the week. It was hot, so not a lot of people were there to see it. 
Um, with that being said, we are going to move into a week six preview. Let me just pull up the schedule real quick. Um, another good, some good slated games for sure. We'll get, a, get some graphics up tomorrow. I know we didn't post the uh, the game summaries yet. That's on me, of course, because I have to send that to Augie. All right. Week six schedule. Very, very jam-packed schedule. I like it. Eight games, two games at each time. Um, first game of the day, 9.30, Bills versus Eagles. Ooh, good game. Interesting game. Bills uh, have been rolling last three weeks, as we just talked about recently on the recap. Uh, they've scored. They they beat the Chargers and Ravens 87-12 to combined, and they beat the Falcons 31-13. Um, so three very good wins for them since they that doubleheader loss. That's basically all but in the rearview mirror at this point. Um, playing against an Eagles team that is now found some life. Have Tommy Galante playing quarterback. Uh, no Matt Hughes in this game. Matt Hughes will be out going on vacation. It just was with Matt Hughes. He's flying out to tomorrow, but he will be back before the next week's game. So he will only be missing one game. Um, big loss for them. Big offensive line loss for Galante. Big defensive mind loss for them on the defense side of the ball. Just a guy that's played against IB a lot, knows what IB likes to do. But um, in this game, I think the key to it, you got to be able to, you got to be able to score with them. So Tommy, Pip, Kokoda, got to be on your game, and we got to give Tommy some time to throw. Marola has been very good at sacking, uh, league leader in sacks. Jake Hill will also a big, a big body in the middle. Guy gets sacks, very good flag puller. Uh, Delon, Dean Wiatrowski, just a lot of guys that can get after the quarterback. Um, Maselli, Giroux, and I'm not sure who their third line is going to be this week with no Hughes, maybe Kokoda. Um, we'll see. But regardless, Eagles are going to have to play a very, very, very good football game, probably nearly flawless to win this game. Yeah. Um, I like I like the, the new, new design of the Eagles. For sure. I think that they can put up points to any team in this league with Tommy at quarterback. Uh, love them defensively, uh, but IB is Tommy's kryptonite. Yes, that is, this is true. I don't think he's ever beaten them. I can't recall. So, uh, with, with IB playing well now, like I said, they're, they're, they're a train that's rolling right now. Uh, they've got, uh, to me, uh, top, one of the top contenders MVP and Liam. As no, well as IB. contender and IB, yep. Yeah, they got so, two guys. Uh, that yeah. being said, and, and I think IB being uh, Tommy's kryptonite, I'm going to roll with the Bills. On yeah, this one. I'm also going to roll with the Bills here. I think that um, um, I think that for, like I said, I think for the Eagles, they have to score at least 28 points if you're going to beat the Bills. And you have to get stops. Um, I'd watch the film of us playing against the Bills, and I'd watch the film of the Patriots playing against the Bills. Those are the teams that held them to the least, their, least, their, their lowest point totals, I guess, outside of week one. Um, yeah. I'm taking the Bills. I think they're the better team. I think they're rolling. I think IB and Liam are playing at a v- elite level right now, and I think DeLon could have a big day on the offensive on the defensive line. Um, yeah, so both on the Bills versus the Eagles. Uh, next game, Raiders versus Saints. Raiders without Swags, without Vin, and without Colin playing wow. with seven. Wow. Uh, maybe get maybe get someone just so we have an eighth body. Um, Saints, as far as I know, are going to have eight or nine guys there. 9.30 game, Saints first game of their doubleheader, looking for a big one. Um, this is definitely a game where if we don't, it, it's a statement game for them because they're playing against a 6-0 team. Yeah. I know they've been talking some shit to Jirok this week. Uh, Jirok playing? Jirok says he's playing. He's my seventh, so if he doesn't show up, then I'm, I'm down a guy. Uh, I hope he does. He said 9.30 games he can make, so I put his game at 9.30. Which so seven? Can you pick up a sub? Uh, yeah, seven you can pick up a sub, but I'm not going to pick up anyone crazy if I have seven guys there. Yeah, I'll, pick up you know, I'll just pick up someone. I'll just pick up someone. I would say with the heat like this, I know you got no, we new had, rules. Yeah, we made but... a new rule. No, we made a rule. I put a new rule in last week was if you have seven, you can get it once you have a sub. Right. Um, with that being said, we'll either have seven or eight. Um, should be cooler at 9.30, hopefully, in the morning. With that being said, um, this is a game that we, if we don't come ready to play, they could come out and they can get a dub against us and end our perfect season. Um, they're playing, they played at a very good level the last last week with two big wins. They kind of got a nice taste of the league and had to move the ball successfully. They're only, they're only going to get better. For them, I think it just comes down to are they going to shoot themselves in the foot? Had some key mental mistakes, a bunch of just had some drops in the first game, um, some penalties. 
Uh, I just think that if they play if they play up to their standard of play, they're going to be a very tough matchup. I expect this game to be a close game. I expect the last possession to probably matter in some capacity. Obviously, I'm taking myself. We're going to improve to seven and zero this week, but it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle. We gotta we gotta fight through not having our number one receiver Vin and one of our better linemen in Swags. Wow, that's tough. That's a tough loss. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Starry's three and zero this year, isn't he? Starry is three and zero. The the Saints are three and zero when Starry is there, correct? Right, and he's got to know that you know you are probably sitting at the number one spot. Yeah, probably. And if his, his team comes in and they could put a hurting on your team and get get a W, that might shift the balance of power in this league. Even though they they you know would only be their yeah, fourth win, but no, you no. say listen, we could beat the elite. When so, they're when they're there, they're they listen, I said in the beginning of the season, when they're there and they got their full squad, they're a good, really good team and they're gonna be a tough out to anybody each week. Um I'm ready for them. Uh, I've watched them film this week because they got a very unconventional style. I gotta have I gotta have plans ready to go in case that what I you, initially decide to do doesn't work. You got Douglas? I have Douglas. You got Micah. I got Micah. You got Reed. Reed, Keon is gonna be there. Will, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm I got. I, got, I still right. got a good seven, but it's uh, not having Vin, not having Swags. Definitely two big losses on both sides of the ball. I think Jarok's gotta. I'm calling Jarok out. Yeah, he's call Jarok out because hopefully he'll listen. He's gotta. He's gotta be at that game. He's gotta be the yeah. dynamic player that he has been in this league the past couple of years. I agree. I agree. I'm taking Raiders. I'll go Raiders. Also. Nice. Okay. 10-30 game, we'll stick with the Saints. They're playing against the Ravens. Ravens with Paul Coco. Ooh. Yeah. I'm taking the Saints. I'm going to tell you why right now. Even if they lose the first game, they are just the better They're the better flag football team. This is a team that has flag football experience from top to bottom for years and years and years. This is a team in the Ravens that, as far as I can tell, there's not as much flag football experience. A-Rod and Malozzi got some, but the rest of the key guys on the team, Austin has some, but... They, the quarterback still is trying to figure out his footing. The receivers and the DBs, uh, Markel, guys, they're they're still new to the league. It takes a season to adapt. Q has probably adapted the best so far of all of their um, their receivers, Q, uh, Q Hunter. Um, but I just don't see the Saints players losing to a team like the Ravens, a team that is still trying to find their footing in week seven, or week six. So tell you right now if the Saints if the Saints beat me they're going 2-0 in the day if they lose to me they're going 1-1 one one. sorry Ravens it's not that I don't like you it's just that uh, you got a lot of new guys to fight football and they got guys that have competed at all types of levels at the yeah. football level first thing I like to see the Ravens show up with a full squad yes that's the first that's also uh, part of the I think if they all show up it makes it a tough game uh, you, you got veteran players in, in A-Rob Malozzi Justin uh, um, Austin it's a it's it's a good squad now. If you got a guy that could actually come there and lead your team like you did last week, and you believe in him, I, I like the direction the team's going in. Uh, Saints, I picked them at a doubleheader win uh, last week. I could very easily pick them to, to take two again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first game's a tough, is a, is a kind of a tall order for them, but I like them in the second game. So I'm gonna roll with the Saints here. Yeah, I think the Saints have the advantage in a lot of different spots. Starries, yeah, to lose and bear down at quarterback. So. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. But we are both on the Saints against the Ravens. Uh, Ravens' first game of a doubleheader as well. So they have a chance in the second game against a team that is closer to them in the standings. All right, other 10-30 game. This is going to be a good one. The Bucks and Mike Gargano and Surhoff against the Cowboys. Ooh. Justin, Augie, Spo. A lot of friends Ooh. going at it in this one. Um, what's your initial thoughts, Tommy? Initial thoughts on Bucks versus Cowboys? Uh Good defensive struggle. Uh, uh, both teams play great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope TJ's playing this game. Uh, I hope everyone in the Cowboys are playing. Uh, Cowboy, God, that that roster that just Top up and bottom, down. Just good. It's so good. And plus, you, you get a guy like like Mike who's going to talk some trash, but he's going to be talking trash to you know multiple MVP on the other side of the ball and Justin. And Justin will come right back at you too. And he won't even you know it's not like it's just words. He can back it up with his play on both sides of the ball. This is going to be a very, very entertaining game to watch for me. Yep, so a couple things that I look for in this game is can the Bucks DBs be uh, be a problem? Because they have a tall order. This is a, uh, uh, a receiving core. When the offensive line for the Cowboys is there, you have a receiving core of Piscopo, Augie, who is leading the league in multiple categories, and Bowen, who missed last week but is back this week. 
Um, those are just three guys that are just able to make so many plays with the ball in space, uh, make plays across the middle. Justin is very good at uh, buying time uh, with his feet as well as delivering the ball at a spot where only his receivers can make plays on it. Um, it's a tall order for the Bucks. I don't like that the Bucks lost to a guy like Tommy Galante who's very good at extending the play and um, finding receivers and running with the football because Justin has a similar style to that. Um... The Bucks have to show up. TJ Hanks said definitely needs to be there. They have to have a full team. I'm hoping that Chase and Serve and Paul Carter are all there because that'll be the that'll be the key to the game. Can Paul Carter, Chase, and Suroff um, really disrupt the offensive line of the Cowboys and disrupt the Justin's timing and getting the ball out and making his life hell? We haven't really seen outside of um, the last these last two weeks. The Cowboys haven't had the crazy offensive stats we see in the beginning of the season, like we talked about before. Um, I think the Bucks defense is going to do a good job. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I just very, I find it very hard to bet against the Cowboys right now. They're they're good. They have played a couple close games lately, but close games only make you better as a team. It teaches you how to bet bear down. Teaches you how to bear down on defense late in games and get stops and grind out wins. And they've grinded out wins against two good teams the last two weeks. So I'm going to continue. I think the Cowboys are going to stick rolling. I think the Cowboys are going to do their job to set up the seven and over seven and zero next week against me. So uh, I got I got the Cowboys in a close one, like a game like a 2019. Who's who's the one DB that uh, the Cowboys are gonna pick on? I mean, I think they're gonna go with Denoya. Yeah, Denoya, you gotta be L- on your listen, game this week. I'm just gonna be honest with Denoya right now. If you've watched the film over the last two weeks, a lot of the last two teams you played have gone at you, a lot. So be ready, because I promise you, Justin is going to want to talk. Augie is going to want to talk to you. They're all going to try to get in your head. You have to play your game. Mikey, Cam, TJ Angside, those four in the back need to be elite with Paul Carter, Chase, and Suroff in the front. It's a tough task to beat the Cowboys, but I'm I'm taking the Cowboys. I I think the Cowboys have the best combination of receivers in the league. I absolutely believe that. I I think they have one of the best, if not the best, (laughs) Defensive teams in the league, uh, fantastic flag pullers, uh, cover guys, line play up and down. You know, it's it's a it's a tough team to beat, and I'm I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in this. I will say though that the Bucks have a I th- in my opinion the Bucks have a crazy advantage in the trenches in this game. Think so? Yeah, I do because I think outside like um, you're going. You're going with uh, Suroff and Chase and Paul Carter on defensive line going against like Spo and guys like Kai Martin, who I'm not saying isn't good, but like what is he? He hasn't really shown like anything right. crazy. Um, Carvan might play some line. Marky Mark, who's not bad. Um, I just think that Chase could really be a disruptor in this game because Chase is fast. He can keep up with Justin. So Chase and Suroff are going to have to dominate this game in the trenches, and Paul Carter is going to have to be a crazy difference maker if they're going to win this game. Uh, I got close one, 2019. Um, Cowboys win. You have Cowboys as well. All same picks so far. Let's continue on. We'll stick with the Cowboys. They play their second game of a doubleheader against the Chargers. Chargers, Cowboys. Uh, talking about the best team in the league, one of the best teams in the yeah. league versus the one of the worst teams in the league. So yeah, I'm. I it's I, tough. I'm hoping the Chargers show up, play hard, and hopefully maybe see a wounded animal. Maybe the Cowboys are disgruntled after their first win, uh, their first loss. I mean, maybe they uh, maybe catch them and you play them in a close game and then anything can happen. Um, I'm, the Chargers have been outscored 45-6 to six, and then the week before and they lost 26 nothing <clears throat> in the second game last week it's just hard for me to pick pick them I'm not going to pick them they're the only team in the league without a win I will have to wait until they get a win to pick them to win the game so I am going to take the Cowboys we already talked about how why the Cowboys are a great team so I don't feel like I need to continue talking right, about it right. it's, it's, it's tough to pick a team that hasn't won a game because the team hasn't lost the game yes so. and I picked the Chargers a couple times this season so I tried yeah, yeah. Um, we are both on the Cowboys to go two and zero, and actually enter the next week eight and zero. Um, would be would be uh, would be Justin. Justin has sixteen straight regular season wins. Unbelievable. Yeah, ten and zero last year with with Suroff and A and M, and now he is six and zero, looking to get to seven and zero and eight and zero this week. Um, next game eleven thirty. This is a team that this is a game where your season's basically on the line. Both teams season on the line. Rams versus Ravens. Ooh. Um, Rams are playing in their first game of a doubleheader. The Ravens are playing in their second game of a doubleheader. Um, the Rams have played much better over the last two weeks. 
They have moved the ball a little more consistently. The defense has gotten some stops. I just need to see them finish games. If they can finish some games, their season's on the line. They can get to three and if they get to they're one and five right now. If they win both these games against the Ravens, and we'll talk about right after this, the Dolphins, they're going to be sitting at three and five, and they're going to be in the driver's seat to get one more win and finish with four wins and get into the playoffs. Um, as for the Ravens, we both have we both have them losing the first game. So now they're going to be playing the second game of a doubleheader against a very physical uh, Rams team that is going to be looking for blood because they need to get two wins in this day. Do you see any way the Ravens can come out and get this one? If they're going to get a win, it would be this game, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I think the Rams are worse than the Saints, yes. So... What's, did, the, path did, for, what's the path of victory to, for them in this in the, in the game against the Rams? Oh, it's, it's limit turnovers and uh, time of possession. Yeah, right. They have to control the ball, um, make it. It's gonna. Yeah, it's limited gonna, opportunities for Collis. Yeah, because because think about it, Collis already has ha- had some problems this year with offensive consistency. If you hold him to five drives in a game, he might only right. score twice. Um, only score once. So um, I think in this game, I hope that the Rams come out and they know that their season on the line and that the 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 hungry dog. Not that the Ravens' season isn't on the line, but you're playing against a team that if we're project- if our picks are correct, they'll be zero and one. They'll lost to the Saints in ten thirty, and they'll be playing eleven thirty against you. The Rams have to come out as a hungry dog, and Collis needs to come ready to play, and they got to be ready to go. Protect Collis, run behind, uh, give him uh, holes to run behind, and I think the Rams will come out a victory. I'm picking the Rams, and then Collis gets his second win of the season, and they kind of get back on track a little bit. Yeah, I think you got every game from here on is a playoff game for your team. Yes, I believe any yes, every game for them is definitely a playoff game. I would come in with that mindset if I was and the Rams and I would be and, telling and my team the same. Carl says the the heart of a lion and uh I He's a competitor, man. I ain't gonna yeah, count Carl. I ain't counting Carl's out. There's no quitting that kid, so Nope. I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna roll with the Rams too. Yep, we have all the same picks from far, but honestly, man, I just think it's because we know the league so well. Um <laughs> Uh, other no no twelve thirty twelve thirty we already talked about the Rams let's talk about the Dolphins are playing against the Rams this will be the Dolphins only game of the day this is the first game of the twelve thirty slate this will be the second game of the day for the Rams um, the Rams season we just talked about it it's on the line Dolphins season not on the line Dolphins are saying three and three right now um, I'm not gonna say three and three is sitting pretty but three and three is better than one and five well if the Rams will be two and five going into this game if they knock off the Ravens in the first time first game um. I think in this game, you can't allow Negron. I think this is a story every time playing the Dolphins, every team playing the Dolphins, make Negron work for seven, eight play drives. Make them consistently put together very good plays back to back to back to back. If you allow them to score on long, deep plays, you're bailing their team out. Um, their defense will get ace back this week. They should be a little better on that side of the ball. Jarwar had a couple sacks last week. I think he's kind of finding his footing with this team. Um, Dexter's playing well as well, and Bartlett too. So I think that the Dolphins are going to be amped up for this game. They see that maybe they'll see a tired animal in the Rams trying to get their second win of the day. Um, any thoughts on the game before I make my pick? I think if you're the Rams, you want to be beaten by uh, Negron's arm, not his legs. So I'm yes. going to try, try to keep him in the pocket. I mean, it started off the season where we were saying Nakron's got to run more. Yes. And he has been using his leg, and it's been, you know, part of the key to their success. That's got them to three uh, three wins. I'm going to want him to stay in the pocket and beat me with his, uh, beat my team with his arm. All right, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going Rams with a 2-0 sweep this week. Nice, I'm taking Nakron and the Dolphins. Yeah. I, listen, I wanted to lean that way, but like you said, I think it's no. I listen. I think either goal. I think either team could win this game. I think the Dolphins playing only one game on the day could have benefit them a little bit, especially if the heat is a little much. It shouldn't be that crazy, I don't think. But it's still gonna be hot out. Obviously, at twelve thirty, um, I'm just relying on the the athletes on the, the the Dolphins to make enough plays for me, like to to so you... my picks cracked. Um, Dexter Griffin Bartlett, if in Orlando shows up. Um, but the Rams could easily go 2-0. I hope the Rams go 2-0 because then they're in the playoff picture. Yeah, and playoff I love picture, Collis right. in the playoff picture. Exactly. So, uh, might be hoping for a Rams win, but I'm going to take the Dolphins. Space you, it up a little bit. Your, your pass rush is key to this victory, uh, Rams. So yes. Get, get rags the, needs to be... Rags, rags has like, to be Rags. That's he's out like five sacks, six sacks this year. I need a three-sack no, game No one comes with more energy than Rags every game. So, uh, Rags, you be Rags and you'll be fine. Uh, heat, heat on the quarterback is going to help you win this game. Yep, I agree. I think that's for both teams, honestly, but especially and, and more teams, so for the Rams. Uh, again, both teams, whoever limits the turnovers, you know, comes out ahead in this game. 
Yep, I agree. I'm on Dolphins. You have Rams. I think it's going to be the only pair, the only difference we have in today's uh, this Sunday slate. Last game of the day, let's talk about it. Pats versus Falcons. Big note: no Trevor Garland in this game. Not Ouch. making it. Not going to be Ouch. playing for the Fal- uh, for the Patriots. Her, huge loss for the Patriots, who are four and two right now, sitting in the four seed or the three seed right now. Um, they they need their leader. They need Garland. Garland needs to be playing. I, it sucks that he's not going to be able to make it this week. Um, I guess something came up. Whatever it is. Um, but Alex Kalka, the new te- new teammate, will be stepping in and playing quarterback. Uh, interested to see how this one goes. Not really sure who else would play quarterback if it wasn't him. So I guess we'll. We'll see. We'll see how it is. I know he plays for a team in the Mammoth League, so at least he's throwing the ball a little bit in the last couple of months. Um, as for this game, Falcons. If you lose this game, I'm I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop be like praising you on the podcast. You have to come out. And you have to win this game. They, the 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 Patriots are a good team, but they don't have Garland. They don't have their quarterback, their MVP caliber quarterback, playing for them. Um, you have to come out and you have to win this game. Win this game and win it by multiple scores. Prove that your defense is elite. I think it's a very good defense. I think your team is very good. I think Hogreave is playing at a great, a very high level right now, not turning the ball over. So I'm taking the Falcons. I have no doubt to my mind they're going to win this game. I think Q, Leota, Dwan, Hogreave, all big days. Tuna, multiple sacks on a, on Kako, who's making his first start in the league. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It, don't don't underestimate this uh, this Patriot team. Okay. It's a team full of athletes. It is, I agree. And they'll figure out a way to move the ball. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen Alex play. Maybe they mix in some of their players to uh, to play quarterback who can run. Maybe a little CJ, maybe a little DePalma. Yeah, maybe they change it up, but I hear Alex Hawkins starting. Yeah. I, listen, they can come at you with a lot of packages, and it's a good team on both sides of the ball, so it's not going to be a cakewalk even though Trevor's not there. Trevor's a big loss, but that, like I said, that team is still dangerous. Trevor is a huge loss to the team. Um, uh, just I uh, hope that they uh, hope they show up outside of Trevor and they play well. But I am taking the Falcons, and I do think the Falcons will roll. Yeah, I think that anytime you have the Falcons are a good team, and anytime you're playing against a team that's that loses their leader and loses a player of of Trevor's caliber, I think you got to take advantage of that. And they better, like you said, they better step up and win this game. I'll go with the Falcons also. Okay. All right, that does it for the recap. Let's do a quick power rankings here. The standings right in front of you. I'm gonna put them right here, and we'll just talk. We'll just talk out of power rankings. All right. All right. I got Raiders one, Cowboys two. Uh, I can go either way. I can go Cowboys, Raiders. Don't matter to me. But that's definitely the first one and two teams. Okay, I got the Bills as the third best team in the league. Uh, I can't get them yet there because the Patriots beat them. So I can't I can't say the Bills gonna jump the Patriots right now. Okay. I'll still stay with the Patriots at three. Right. Bills have, at four. All right. I have Bills at three. Patriots at four. Um, I have the Saints at five. I think the Saints are the fifth best team in the league. Right I now. I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think the Saints. Now here's where it gets crazy. Now you have Falcons, Bucks, Dolphins, and Eagles. But I like the Eagles better than some of the teams I just so named. So do I. I think I'm putting, I think with Tommy Galante and that full team there, the Eagles, I think I have the Falcons at six, Eagles at seven, Bucks at eight. I'm sorry, would you have it six? I have Falcons six, Eagles seven, Bucks eight. I'm with you. Okay. Dolphins nine. I'm with you. Rams 10, yep. Ravens 11, Chargers 12. You got it. That, that's how you hear it, folks. Honestly, it was a pretty, uh, pretty non-controversial. Uh, I feel like, I feel like any of I'm gonna say right now, I feel like any of the Saints, Falcons, Eagles, Bucks could all beat each other on any given yeah, day. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a good group of middle, middle, middle teams. And then they got the top teams of the Bills, the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Cowboys. I'm high in the Bills. I think they're playing an elite level right now. Um, Patriots out guarding this week. Let's see how they do. Thank you all for listening. Hour eight minutes. Uh, oh, one last thing. One last thing. Listen, we got a lot of cops to play in this league. Uh, Tommy, appreciate it a hell of a lot if you come up, you know, during the game, some PBA cards, some courtesy badges. I will not turn them down. I get stopped by the cops too often and tell them that I have friends that, uh, that are cops and yeah. no, no cards. No, no card. It's, hard. it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Someone, someone, uh, someone helped Tommy out with one. Uh, with all that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you. Please subscribe on all platforms, and we will make sure all the content is out before the games on Sunday. See you at 930 at Rebels Field. Peace.